Hello, and welcome to Shelf Check, a podcast about books, pop culture, and wigs. Shelf Check comes from Arlington Public Library in Arlington, Texas. I'm Miranda. And I'm Tamara. Let's talk. Okay, so you mentioned wigs. Yes, it's wig time. It's wig time. Well, okay, so it is... Halloween time season, right? You know, right. so we're all talking about costumes for Halloween. I love to dress up. My sister and I, mm-hmm. we absolutely love to plan out our costumes every year. And we do a group costume for our entire family. My mom, my sister, my dad, me. We all have a theme and we dress up. My dad, not so much. But, <laughs> you know, and Almost everybody. That's almost awesome. Almost everybody. And, and um, we work really hard and plan it and we... Mm-hmm. Put it together and it's it's a lot like when we're working with our cosplay costumes too because you know hey cosplay is kind of like the uh, halloween it's like a gateway to cosplay I think. oh that's totally true I, yeah. I mean i think anytime you talk to someone about any anyone who does cosplay at the comic cons and the, and the pop culture conventions mm-hmm. i am sure there's someone who in their youth or I'm sure they're still youth. <laughs> they may very well be still in their youth, but in in their childhood, definitely love the costumes. Well, I'm telling you, I, I've done cosplay. My sister has done, uh, just recently did cosplay. And mm. I have to say that a lot of the fun is is the creation of, of a costume and the uh, building of it because, you know, you're, you're putting your your skills in use for it and you're really working hard at... at trying to uh, uh make something that's that's really awesome looking and, and often and, very unique and unique I, or I am based on characters too yeah. right yes yeah. i am fascinated by the process and just mm-hmm. how active it is because mm-hmm. i i love halloween costumes and i actually tend to be someone who likes to source things a little bit right. like put it together myself i don't but i don't do costume creation in the way right, that right. so many people oh, who right. cosplay do but, and i am in awe but of you it. know what and and cosplay doesn't always have to be mm-hmm. from scratch that's true you know sometimes I, you're just of, sourcing my favorite cost uh, cosplay i did was effie trinket many years ago and I had this gorgeous blue blouse that had puff sleeves and you know and I just took that and made a costume for mm-hmm. her out of that and so yeah you don't have to to completely like you said you can source it mm-hmm. uh, you can shop from your closet you you don't have to create from scratch all the time that is a nice thing about cosplay that it really is accepting of all levels, mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. I love. And mm-hmm. and we had a chance to get to talk to a ton of cosplayers in our local community okay. recently. Yes, absolutely. We were invited to come to a convention that just started this year. Mm-hmm. It's called Arlington Comic Fest, and it was held at the Bob Duncan Center here in Arlington back in August 28th. And we set up a table for us. You know, we, we were there all day. <laughs> what What did the sign say? The sign said, "Passionate about cosplay, we're listening." Because we're always around listening, and mm-hmm. we hope you are too. Because we sat there and interviewed, I think, twenty cosplayers, yeah. mm-hmm. and talked about what they were wearing what their process was, what their inspiration was, how they got into it, how they enjoy being part of the cosplay community. And we wanted to share some of those interviews with you all uh, because who who does, uh, you cosplay, you cosplay for yourself, but you also cosplay for the people around you. And we want you to get a chance to enjoy who we got a chance to meet. And just a peek into this really 
vibrant community because that was one of the biggest things we heard mm -hmm. through all these interviews was how people joined this community and and felt embraced by it which was wonderful yes and everybody's super supportive that i think every interview that we had that was what the main mm -hmm. thing was about the cosplay community is how supportive everybody was of each other so we've picked a sampling of some of the interviews uh we wish we could get them all into one episode oh, gosh. there we were so many quite. amazing cosplayers in fact look out for a bonus episode so yeah. you can hear even more yeah um but we did pick a sample of uh, people at various levels of cosplay we've been doing it for just a little while for a lifetime mm -hmm, you know mm -hmm. and all levels of skill set um so we hope you enjoy uh hearing about this tell us a little bit about our first one our first one uh we we were, met this man young man wearing a hockey mask <laughs> Yes. And, you know, I'm looking at him going, I know this character. And, uh, but at the moment, I wasn't putting two and two together. I got it immediately. You got it one. immediately. I was happily. I was like, I was, it was funny. I was like, I really hope it's Casey Jones. Yes, because. And it was. It was. And I love Casey Jones, but it's been a while since I've. Mm -hmm. watched any Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, which you can't say that without singing this song. But anyway. Um, <laughs> but copyright, copyright now. Co okay, okay. I'll, I'll refrain. I'll refrain. But, um, but when we sat there and talked to him, oh my gosh, what he, what thought process he put into it was It was really so interesting. Interesting, incredible, and and thought-provoking. And mm -hmm. I, I'm just super glad we got a chance to interview him. I was impressed by how thoughtful he was about, about his, about his choices for who to be as a character. Absolutely. And why. And, and why. Uh, he gets into hair in this. And oh, I was yeah. just, choices we, for... we, we talk about wigs, you know, mm -hmm. uh, wigs are a huge, huge part of cosplay because mm -hmm. you want your hair to look like what the character is that you're trying to portray. And his thought process on on how he wanted his hair to be for mm -hmm. this character was went beyond what you see on the screen. Right. It was wonderful to see not only are you don't have to be, but you can do photorealism of a character. Mm -hmm. But then also went beyond that to say, hey, let me look and see how I see myself in this character. Yes. What version of it, what variant I want to present. So he's got a lot of great to say. We're going to go ahead and actually have him speak in his own words. So we're going to give you guys a chance to listen to Mr. Casey Jones about his choices for cosplay. Hello, how are you today? I would like to uh, uh, ask what your name is and what co or what costume you're doing today. Uh, my name is Timothy Turner Parrish, TTP, and I'm cosplaying as Casey Jones from Ninja Turtles. I love Casey Jones from Ninja Turtles. You kick butt, I know it, you know? Uh, well, I would like to ask you uh, to tell us about your cosplay and what is your inspiration? Well, my cosplay, oh, of course, since I couldn't think of uh, which Ninja Turtles character to do or such. One of the easiest characters I thought uh, who was an ally of the Turtles would be, of course, Casey Jones. And it was a pretty easy cosplay. Just look up the mask. And um, since I don't, in actuality, since I don't really have hair on bald, I just had to find a wig that would fit, you know, a uh -huh. uh, character the way I would, you know, perceive him to be. Right. Since I'm African-American, I would kind of conceive him. How would uh, Casey Jones look like if he were African-American? Oh, and he wouldn't it. necessarily have, you know, you know, long, you know, you know, smooth locks like he does in the comics or in the films and such. And I wouldn't think he would, you know, look right with just a high top or like a fro and such. So instead, 
you would give them, you know, give them dreadlocks to make them give them that attitude and such. Cornrows will work, but the dreadlocks kind of give them that that flair, that extra bit of, you know, that yeah. extra bit of oomph and um and attitude and all. I so, love the yeah. thought you put into that. I, I think it really, really, really works. Thank you. Thank you very much. Yeah. There's more. There's more accessories that I had to go with this, but I didn't want to carry too much today. So oh, of course, yeah. instead, I just brought his signature, his signature primary weapon, which is his hockey stick. So Absolutely. Normally, he has like, uh, you know, um, a couple of baseball bats and um, uh, some golf clubs with him, and probably and also a cricket bat. I can't even bat, imagine but, trying to carry all that around and fighting. I mean, like he. I think he made a good choice. Yeah, yeah. Just make it. Just keeping it simple. Just a simple hockey. hockey right. Stick, it's a cat. It's it really is. It really so, yeah. is. Well, uh, so how long have you been cosplaying? I've been cosplaying for over five years now. Five years. So yeah. is this your main character that you've done, or have you done others? Um, my trademark character, I have done others. Um, my trademark character um, is Falcon from Marvel. And one of my, um, another one of my signature characters that I cosplay is Gambit from the X-Men. I also do um, Indiana Jones. That's another uh, another yes. signature of mine. I like your Jason characters. Absolutely. Oh, yes. um, Absolutely. I also do um, Green Lantern as well. Yeah. Do Nick Fury. Uh -huh. and uh, a bunch of other characters that I like to cosplay as well. So, so you have told us about uh, the thoughts that you put into this particular costume that you're doing. What kind of uh, techniques do you use when you're putting a costume together and what challenges do you face usually when you do it? Um, really nothing really not all that complicated to be honest. Just mainly like, you know, since I'm African-American, what would he look like or how would he do it? But the thing is, like, you know, one of the challenges, especially when you're trying to find, you know, the right hairstyle or dreadlocks, is trying to find the right style. Right. You have to look high and low on the internet. I uh, try to save money by trying to find, you know, a local hair salon or shop to see if they have that kind of hairstyle. Oh, yeah. And even if they don't, you'd have to go on the internet to see if you can find the right style. And even when you do, it is a bit of a challenge because, you know, you have to deal with pricing and all uh, and such. Uh, getting props, especially if you're looking for the right props that you need or the ones that look cool. You know, it kind of takes, you know, it takes time and effort and money to try to uh, complete your, you know, your cosplay the way you perceive them, so, the way you concept them. But that's one of the, uh, one of the, um, one of the beauties of cosplay, like it takes, you know, it takes evolution. You know, I didn't always start off like this, you know, it kind of, you know, builds and, and grows as you, you know, grow along, as you're developing the character and such. Like I did with Gambit, you know, Gambit was very simple, I had a trench coat. But I wanted to make him better, so I bought some new things to evolutionize him. Oh, yeah. And make him better, make him more accurate, make him more <laughs> realistic in times and more accurate to the comics. And there's even a version of, of, of uh, Gambit that I would love to do that didn't happen in the movie. So that's oh. definitely in a cosplay pl uh, plan as well. Gambit's one of my favorite characters, so I would love to see that someday. Yeah. Yeah, I would love to see that. Definitely. Well, let me ask you, what is your, what do you like most about being a part of a cosplay community? It's just, you know, not just, not just wearing the, the clothes of the characters you grew up watching, you know, in movies or TV shows, but you actually become you know, the character, you become that character in real life and you get to interact and probably get to reenact some of your favorite scenes in those films and TV shows. And, you know, and hopefully when the time comes, probably, you know, if you're as talented guy as I am, if you're an acting uh, person like I am, 
probably get to uh, show off your skills in a film or something like that and probably get featured in a, a short or something like that. And, or, you know, a or a podcast. Or a podcast. Or a podcast. Radio show, uh, if right. you will, as well. So, but yeah, it's a, it's a pretty, in a way, kind of fulfilling, you know, experience to actually, you know, wear those kind of, you know, outfits that, you know, the people that you looked up to wore and actually become those characters. And that, uh, you know, what's even better is that sometimes you get to meet the actors who portray them, oh, and they'll yes. approve them. And it's like a, you know, it's like a dream come true. You know, your so seven, excited, your seven year old, your yeah. seven year old you comes down, and you kind of, you know, feel like accomplished <laughs> when you finally meet Absolutely. the person that you know that portrays the character that you're cosplaying as. Mm -hmm. So. So well, definitely. thank you so much. I really appreciate your insight into your, the thought process you put into your costumes. And uh, we look forward to seeing you in future conventions. Thank you. Thank you very much. Okay, you mentioned it while we were listening to that. You said he has good taste. And I got to agree with you because... Mm -hmm. One of my favorite characters in X-Men is Gambit, and I wish I had been able to see him as Gambit. Oh, I would love that. Oh, Gambit was my favorite my character gosh. in X-Men when I was growing up, I will say, for uh, sure. I just, that, that era of X-Men was my, was mm -hmm. the ones that I followed the most, and, and mm -hmm. just, oh, I, I wish yeah. I could have watched Yeah, him. I grew up with um, with those, you know, the ones, I guess, from the 90s mm -hmm. that, mm -hmm. that, that yes. are, are still... Uh, uh, they're still out there. They're out there. I mean, they're, they're seen, they're, they, they've held up, I should say. They're, I agree with by that. the fan yes. community they're still held in pretty good regard i agree with that. um and that's mm -hmm. definitely my first brush into x-men um, well i mean they did yeah. a cartoon of it and that helped mm -hmm. really bring that to people's at uh, the public right? absolutely that's, that's yeah. how I, yeah, I learned absolutely of one of my favorites so that was a great one um we're going to jump into something again that we a lot of people have experienced more character from films more i mean plenty of people obviously have read the mm -hmm. comics mm -hmm. this is going to be um uh, an interview with someone playing iron man oh yeah and this was great his costume was incredible uh -huh. the detail of it and the craftsmanship which he does talk about is yeah. wonderful and he's going to actually introduce us to a really great um organization heroes cops and kids which specifically oh, uses yeah. the power of marvel and dc heroes as um as emotional support and just is mm -hmm. and you know pe people bringing in good news and good, uh, to things like pediatric wards and charitable organizations coming in so it's a wonderful kind of thing that they do and this gentleman specifically is behind a lot of the costume creation for their current group oh, and that. it's wonderful to hear yeah. about about just how this how this works, the kind of charitable work that they do, uh, mm -hmm. working with the community, and mm -hmm. a, a little peek into his creative process. Well, I will say that uh, I wasn't able to be there with you when you interviewed him, so I'm really looking forward to hearing this. All right, yeah, he was great. Oh, tell me a little bit about your cosplay and your inspiration for it. Okay, uh, my name is John Stevenson. I uh, live here in Arlington, and uh, I got into cosplay because uh, a friend of mine told me that uh, I should visit a Comic Con, and they're my kind of people. And I was like, "What do you mean by my kind of people?" <laughs> and uh, it turns out, you know, they're artists and creative. So, as an artist myself, I, I'm just challenged by creativity, and uh, I like to create things. So, my first build was a uh, Lego Hulk and uh, Ultron, and I did two at the same time, basically. And Ultron was uh, the Age of Ultron was coming out, so I thought I'd do something for the movie, and uh, and yeah, I just like the celebrity status so uh, throughout the years uh, four years goes by and uh, I get um, brought on by this group heroes cops and kids uh, two police officers started it 
uh, I think about seven years ago, and they, uh, they have a mission where they go out and um, minister to kids, uh, raise money for fallen victims, uh, raise uh, money, give away things like uh, backpacks for schools, and visit kids with cancer in hospitals. So I thought this was a great group, so I joined them, and it's been the best thing. And uh, they, they allowed me to build them costumes, so I, I built uh, Predators to Stormtroopers and Iron Mans um, and Batman things. So it's, it's a lot of fun, and uh, it's great. So I'm pleased to, to, to be part of this organization. And uh, uh, that's kind of why I do it. It's, it's, a, it's something to do. It's create a creative avenue, but it's also a way to bless the community. Oh, it's wonderful. Sounds incredible. So I wanted to ask you, so what are some of the techniques that you use for your, for your costume creation? What challenges have you faced while doing that? Uh, there's a lot of trial and error and exp experimenting. Um, you can ask my wife and kids how I take over the whole uh, room and two rooms in my house basically one room is all uh, storage for uh, full-bodied costumes there's like 10 or so in there with helmets and stuff on shelves and then uh, my other room is a table where I just I build a lot of things out of uh, foam I've tested uh, a 3d printing and just there's things that you you learn as you as you build and what's what's comfortable what's light what, what you can wear all day and then there's electronics and you know there's there's, there's always going to be trials you know, and, and errors, and but as you learn and you do things, um, I think one of the, my favorite funny stories is when uh, Heroes, Cops, and Kids was in a, a parade, and uh, it was in Dallas, and and then someone had said, "Oh, here comes the uh, Party City superheroes," and he Aww. did he did not like that at all. So uh, I'm just glad that I, they brought me in and I helped amp up everything. And uh, yeah, I mean, yeah. this is incredible work you have on your suit today. Yeah, I mean, I built everything to to fit for myself, and uh, I I commission out other suits and. I just have to get their measurements and things like that. But uh, I think the hardest thing is just experimenting and learning what works well. Um, you know, there's there's thick and thin types of foam. There's floor mats, and uh, I've tried it all. And you know, it, every everything has its its uses and purposes. But uh, you know, um, it's just functionality. You know, so you gotta you gotta think about what you want. Obviously, you wouldn't want like Velcro under your feet because it'll get worn and torn. Right. Or you want uh, uh, buckles or Velcro. I mean, they all. A lot of it does the same thing, but it's it's okay. basically being comfortable is the most important thing. And, uh, okay. Well, great. And, it's good to hear about that. And also, just last thing, what do you love most about the cosplay community? Uh, uh, from from the cosplay side, I love seeing smiles on kids. You know, uh, from the uh, the camaraderie, the the friendship, the meeting people, the. The interests are, are cool. It's like, hey, you're Marvel, you're awesome, you know, hey, you're DC, <laughs> let's stick together. So you can make friends that way, and you know, it doesn't have to be about competition. It just, uh, it's just friendly, and uh, you know, really appreciating the arts, uh, comic world, the movie world, uh, you know, costume uh, design, costume yeah. design, <laughs> and uh, you know, if you're a seamstress or a uh, dancer, you know, you can, you can be anything you want, and uh, in cosplay. It's it's just fun to, to live in a in a fantasy world and, and you get to, to be a and celebrity. And one you made yourself. <laughs> and one you made yourself. Yeah. yeah. Wonderful. So. Thank you so much for interviewing with us today. So it was honestly a real joy to hear about that organization and right. just all the things that they are involved in and to hear someone who's a, who is an artist become involved in this community and find a way to express his artistic you know endeavors. 
in a community in a community based project. It was really and, interesting. And a very uh, not just community based but uh, service based. Service based, exactly. Mm-hmm. It was it was so it was it was really interesting to see how people are building on this this idea that so many people in the cosplay there is a cosplay community and they're taking that and using that for good for a larger community around them, which was absolutely, wonderful. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, I, I've enjoyed working with several different cosplay groups out there, uh, that, that do similar things. And it's just, it's amazing to me what type of work they're able to provide mm-hmm. and how much joy they bring to children. Yeah. How much joy, I, how much they, joy bring they bring to me. To, <laughs> true. True. They're cool for everybody. Right. <laughs> Well, and that brings me to the next group that I'm going to be talking about because um, I have worked with groups like that uh, through a program that we used to do here. We did a a comic convention here in in the library called ArlingCon for six years Mm -hmm. and super excited about that and um, loved doing it. And one of the best parts of it was having a cosplay contest. And I actually, we actually ran into... Uh, uh, some of our past winners at the Arlington Comic Fest. The in, other... impeccable costumes. Yes, yeah. impeccable. And you're going to get to actually hear a little bit about how much work that they put into it. And um, I've had the privilege since getting a chance to interview them to actually get to know uh, the lady who who is the Queen of Hearts in this in this Because uh, it's a pair. It's, it's, it's Queen of Hearts, Matt it's, Hatter. Yeah. Yes, and it is a couple, uh, uh, a married couple. And and they are delightful. <laughs> yeah, I that's a good word. I am very excited to uh, get a chance to share this because the... She actually goes into a lot of details about how much uh, fabric that she, I mean, how she puts together the fabric, where she finds things, um, that she, she's actually been doing this longer than even the term cosplay has been around. <laughs> so let's, uh, without further ado, mm-hmm. let's go ahead and, and listen to Queen of Hearts and Mad Hatter. Awesome. Tell us about your cosplay and what is your inspiration? It's fun to do. Entertaining is interesting, and I get attention. Of course. <laughs> I'm an attention hound from way back. I like standing in front of people and making them laugh or cry, or, or just be annoyed with me. <laughs> I love your characters, but if you don't mind, can we step outside of it for just a minute so I can ask you about the techniques that you put together in your costumes? Absolutely. Okay. All right, are you ready? You are there. All right. So what kind of techniques do you apply your cost, um, putting your cosplay together? And what challenges do you, have you come across outside of an eyebrow coming off? <laughs> Mostly it's finding the materials that I want. A lot of times I have to resource online. Another good opportunity would be at a thrift store or garage sale mm-hmm. or secondhand store, but mostly it's online. I just hunt it down after I do a general search and then negotiate and get it to where I need it to. And uh, then start creating. She's much too modest. She painted the entire skirt. Well, I couldn't find this one, so I bought the gold and I painted the black and red all the way around. She. I may have to get a close-up of that a picture of that. And she cut out all of the appliques herself uh-huh. and applied them. Uh, did all of the beading, uh, all of the lace work, etc. Even the crown. 
she made my pants uh -huh. in stitching. Uh, I mean, they're real pants that she wow. made me. I find that amazing. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> the coat she also made. Uh, which, and everything. Yeah. The tie, the hat, and the hat's the really amazing thing in this outfit. I agree. I, it's, it is truly incredible. I love that. It is. It, it just sets everything off. Yeah, absolutely. So, so your challenges. You talked about you couldn't find that fat thing. Right? So, so when do you decide you're like, okay, I'm just moving on. I'm going to do this technique instead. When I've exhausted all my resources and I find something that's similar in pattern, even this gold, which was a tone-on-tone, -tone, had the exact pattern I was looking for, and I followed the design on the other side, Okay, and that's how I knew where to place the specific paint and what colors to do. And of course, I always have a billion reference pictures that I pull, and Tim Burton's one of my favorites. <laughs> I've done two of his films. We've done this one, and we did the red wedding gown and the Beetlejuice outfit. I actually made the complete burgundy tux from Beetlejuice, um, and I'll be working on Nightmare Before Christmas. I've finished Sally, and I'm going to do the mayor next, and probably the undersea gal, because that's just so fun. I can't wait to see these other costumes. And I'm starting to collect things yeah. from... Um, the Corpse Bride. Okay. Okay. I think that would be fun. Uh, that is. Oh that, my that gosh. was probably yeah, a year absolutely, away. Absolutely. Absolutely. So okay. So what uh, I was going to ask, what got you kind of like jump started into actually doing cosplay? Like when you went from the, I have a love of it to I am now practically involved in it. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I married her. <laughs> he married into it. I understand that. I have a sister who gets me involved in things. <laughs> I actually grew up in theater and film since I was eight years old, so it's sort of a passion of mine to entertain. Mm -hmm. And back when I was younger, in my teens, I actually used to go to cons in full costume before people actually started doing that. And I've been doing that ever since. So way before the term cosplay was actually coined, it was character costuming and character costume play is what we used to call it. Yeah, because cosplay is kind of a relatively new it term. It is, it is. Yeah. It was coined back in the 90s, I believe, mm -hmm. and uh, I've been doing it way before that. <laughs> so, okay, finally, what do you love about being involved in the cosplay community? Not uh, like the community itself. What? Making people happy, taking them away from their everyday stuff that they're dealing with. And right now with the world the way it is, there's lots of stuff on people's shoulders. And I also work at Scarborough Fair, so I do the same thing out there. And we, if I can actually entertain someone and make them happy, even for like a couple of hours or for a little while, then I've done my job and I feel good and I enjoy entertaining people. Oh, I love it. Thank you guys so much. So that is such an interesting one to really get more in depth into some of the costume creation, oh, yeah. the actual craft of going to this. But I'll say the, the most impressive thing beyond just, you know, the how, how, how incredible their costumes were was how completely they stayed in character, except for when you were directly interviewed. I, I will tell you that we were there for, what, eight hours? That yeah, day? and so were they. <laughs> and they walked around in character the entire time. I, I don't even know. I, as a cosplayer... 
I've seen, and being around cosplay, I've seen it two different ways. I've seen people who are constantly in character no matter what. And then I've seen people who walk around in costume and then they get attention and then they'll uh, stop and take a picture and they'll shift into that character, into the hero pose. And I don't know which is better. I really seriously do not know. Uh, As somebody who's cosplayed before, Mm -hmm. I probably would lean to the second part. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know if I can um, do the... Sustain the whole, sustain the whole yeah, thing. Yeah, I don't know if I can sustain the whole time. But Wonderful I, improv. <laughs> but I will tell you this, though. Um, the the red, uh, the Queen of Hearts and the Mad Hatter, uh, the Queen of Hearts, I, well, I, I don't know about both of them, but I know that they do things at Scarborough Fair as well. Mm-hmm. And that one you do have to be in character the sense. whole time. That makes sense. That yeah. makes sense. That's definitely a good primer into that, I'm right. sure. Absolutely. Absolutely. Right. But yeah, no, I, I find them both impressive because you have someone going in and out of regular personality and automatically accessing this, right? right? And we both have a theater background, so I think yes. we identify with it that way. Absolutely. So, but yeah, I, it's I, really interesting to see the variety of what people choose to do. But I have a theater background, and I know we've both done improv, but I'd <laughs> much rather have something written down and in front of my face. Me too. <laughs> and we all know me. I'm, I'm, actually the, I'm actually a theater tech nerd. Yeah. So. <laughs> but I will say yeah. this, talking about theater tech nerds and talking mm. about all of this stuff where, and you know, what catches your eye is the things that, that really stand out. And there was a cosplay that day that stood mm. out from the moment we got there. Oh, it was very unique, really. It was really unique. And you know why? Because... She was a mermaid, and you can't walk around as a mermaid, so how do you get around? I mean, talk about some commitment to your character. Oh, my gosh. And I got a chance to interview her, and I am so glad I did. She was so interesting. And and by the way, picture this. This woman is a mermaid, a proper mermaid, and if she's traveling... She's on a chair, by the way. Yes, <laughs> she, absolutely. She got wheeled in and out of there to go and talk to people, and everyone loved it. <laughs> it was it was a highlight. It highlight. was. All right, go ahead. Yeah. Okay, let's let's listen in. Yeah. Hi, how are you today? I am with Siri or Siriadian, and I would like to ask you to tell us about your cosplay and what was your inspiration. All right, my cosplay today is a mermaid. I have a mermaid tail, it's all shiny and sparkly and everything. Uh, My inspiration goes back to actually being a little girl and falling in love with the little mermaid and then creating my own mermaids all the time, just pen, pencil, colored pencils. I just kept drawing mermaids. And I grew up and realized that I could actually become a mermaid. Ooh. So I decided to do that. Yeah. <laughs> well, what got you started in cosplay? Was it just that decision, or did you have other uh, things that actually got you going in that direction? Well, I've always loved theater. I never really pursued it, though, other than, like, a few years. It was, it was so much fun. Um, I also love photography, and I started doing a little bit of costuming, and I wanted to find a way to put all of it together. Of course. Perfect. And so cosplay was just kind of fun. Some of my friends invited me to some cons, and it just seemed like a great time. And how long have you been cosplaying? As my mermaid? About two years. So right before everything started. This is actually my first con coming as a mermaid. So, Woo-hoo! yeah, really exciting. And, and I noticed that you uh, have some fun ways of getting around. Yes, I brought my wheeling chair. Um, it's usually the chair we used to play video games in. Um, and my friend is is pushing me around so I can see everybody's art while I hold my tail. 
<laughs> so what are your techniques and your designs and what has challenged you? Oh, okay, my techniques and designs. I actually started costuming because I picked up sword fighting with a local group and they would do like Viking and Italian costumes, Renaissance costumes, really fancy stuff. And so usually it's hand sewing or um, machine sewing. I haven't really gotten into foam or any of the props like that, but it's, it's very traditional right now. Mm -hmm. um, the biggest challenges I guess have been finding mentors because that really pushes your skill along. But the group I'm in is really encouraging, very supportive, very happy to teach. And so that's that's helped a lot. Well, that is so awesome. Okay, so what do you love about the cosplay community? So you kind of already started with that a little bit, but I'd like to know a little bit more about what you found about being in the cosplay community and what you love about it. Okay. Or the cosplay. So I'm, I'm very new to the mm -hmm. cosplay community, but what I've found so far is that everyone I've met has been very supportive and very accepting of all sorts of body types and gender identities and races. And it's just, I know there are some people out there, but everyone I've met has been really great and supportive of everyone around them, which I love to see. Thank you so much. And we look forward to uh, seeing you soon at other, cos uh, other uh, conventions. Thank you very much. So, I just really loved talking with her, and, and I think one of the things that stood out to me was that she hadn't been doing it for very long, but she really did put a lot, you know, the, the progression of her character, the fact that she's loved mermaids all her life, mm -hmm. it really helped with that, and I don't even know how to even start with creating a tale, uh, a mermaid tale like she had. <laughs> right. But, and it's interesting because it's actually probably the one of the only, if not the only, truly original character technically that we mm -hmm. saw. Because mm -hmm. so much of cosplay is going to be um, based upon superheroes or characters from films, from comic books, from different types of media. And there are some really lovely variations on that. People are bringing their own sensibilities into yes. this. Yes. But there's not as many, I mean, there, there may be more. We, obviously, this is, this is the local sample. This is our local community, and it's obviously not going to be everyone who's doing cosplay in the world. But it was interesting and a bit unique to see someone uh, pick up something that is technically a little bit more original because it's, it's only based on mm -hmm. uh, her own interests rather yeah, than a, yeah. a pre-designed property. Yeah, and I also want to say this too, that she is she's new to this, a couple years into it. And mm -hmm. I believe that cosplay can be picked up by anybody that it can be anybody with a passion for uh, putting something together, that it is there for everybody to participate in, no at matter any what, level. at any level. You do not mm -hmm. have to be the, the people who win a cosplay contest like we just listened to a few minutes ago. Right. But it can be somebody who has something that they learned as the, I mean, were passionate about as a child, or even somebody who was inspired by their favorite character in a book. And, and she was a hit. And <laughs> People loved her. And she was a hit. Yeah. And so I hope that inspires everybody else who has like a passing interest in it. 
yeah, to maybe try. just take that plunge. Right. And I want to talk about um, our last interview that we're going to oh, yeah, yeah, go yeah, over, yeah. which is sort of on the other spectrum of people who've been doing it for quite a while and uh, have really in, are, are not necessarily new to the community, but it's really interesting to see um, how, I think this is a really great example of how cosplay really does bring people together. This this couple that we're talking about have a wonderful story mm-hmm. about how cosplay has shaped their very relationship. So I don't want to give any more away on that. Let's go into, and this one is going to be Ant-Man and Black Widow. All right, well, thank you for coming and interviewing with us. We really appreciate it. So if you could tell us a little bit about your cosplay, what got you started in it, and what's your inspiration for these, these um, outfits today? Well, this is my husband, Sean. My name is Denise. And he's been doing cosplay way before I even met him. I met we met in 2016 at the Wizard World Comic Con. I took my son there for his 18th birthday, first time I've ever been to one. Deadpool was the first person I saw when we walked in the door, and we just kept seeing each other all weekend in all the different costumes. And we ended up talking every single day for two weeks. And he drove up from Chicago to Michigan, where I lived, because he lived in Illinois. He drove up every weekend for a year. We got married, and it'll be four years in September. That was incredible. That was wonderful. Yep. So let me ask you, what got you started in cosplay yourself? Because who doesn't want to dress up in stormtrooper armor when you're 40 years old? Come on. (laughs) I agree. I agree. So, so yeah, so basically I'm a huge Star Wars fan. saw it at 10 years old, and when I discovered uh, from the 501st set, they make these costumes, I was hooked. So that was my first exposure to cosplay. And then from there, I branched down to superheroes and villains and bad guys and predators and <laughs> yeah. vampires and you name it. All right, well, awesome. So what are some of the techniques you guys do for costume creation? And what, what's challenge you doing design work or creating these costumes? Well, to me, I like to buy things off the shelf and make them better. Like, this is a Hasbro Legends helmet, but I, like, I had to repaint the whole thing, distress it, make it look good. You know, I had to put the LED lights in, because I'm all about be, go, go big or go home, right? So, you know, you want to stand out and make the, give justice to the character and things like that, too. So, I love doing those little details that you have to do, take time. We were putting together her Wonder Woman. Every, yeah. every little minute detail. I think I was it's getting on my meticulous. wife's nerves. <laughs> that a little bit, but she I wanted to wear her today, but we weren't quite ready. So. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. But he made me Wonder Woman the first time I'd ever actually cosplayed. So after we met, he made he bought a Wonder Woman costume on Amazon, and he weathered it and painted it and just made it just pop and just look so amazing. He's a very talented artist. But here's fair. another thing, though. Because, you know, this is a good avenue to give back to the people, to the oh, kids. Yeah. You know, for instance, uh, we got with another person, Spider-Man down in Dallas, and he invited us to give presents to the, to the kind of underprivileges in our costumes to help that too. You know, uh, the groups that we're in went to the hospitals for the kids with cancer to brighten their day. That's the heart of the cosplay for us, is giving back and making the kids smile. And oh, yeah, we love doing volunteer and charity work. And I'm from Michigan, and we lived in Michigan for a few years after we got married, and we were part of a nonprofit called the League of Enchantment. And they're really spreading all over, and they do hospital visits and fundraisers and walk for wishes, and they've got a lot of sponsors and partners. And I, We moved down here in December to Texas for his job, and we're really looking to get in back into the community and, and just give back and meet people and... Well, that's great. That's actually going to be my last question is, what is it you guys love about being part of the cosplay community? What is that like for you? Oh, just meeting people and seeing all the talented artists and just, 
it's it's just amazing, and we love when we're we just see the, I just saw two little twin girls dressed as Supergirl and Wonder Woman. And <laughs> yeah, they're just amazing. And when they see your face light up, we do superheroes and we do princesses and Beauty and the Beast, and it's just so much fun. I love it. All right, thank you. So I just love their personal story oh, and yeah. their lives of meeting through cosplay and forming a, a connection and becoming, you know, and, mm -hmm. and becoming a couple and, and, and continuing it together they as a even, shared activity. They they met and they weren't even living in the same area. And, right. and then they uh, got married and, and, you know, the rest is history, of course, but... Mm -hmm. Just to think how cosplay can really bring you together like that. Yeah, it was very charming. I loved it. <laughs> you know, he said something in there that really stood out to me. And it was like, who doesn't want to put on Stormtrooper costume at 40 years old? <laughs> and I have to say that that really stood out to me because cosplay, you don't have to be a certain age to cosplay. Absolutely. A lot of people think cosplay is for young kids, right? You know, because mm -hmm. we kind of associate dressing up with being a child, right? Mm -hmm. From your childhood and uh, and getting older with the, but it's not really about that. It's it's also about just embracing the imagination. And I recently saw this picture of uh, an older woman uh, uh, who's, you know, I guess in her 60s, okay. who found all these older characters to cosplay as. Oh, that's awesome. I just was just, I fell in love with that. And I was, I was so excited to see it because she not only um, uh, cosplayed uh, age appropriate, which that's not a thing. I'll just say that. Yeah, right I mean, you that's could, not a requirement. That's not a requirement. <laughs> you can if you want to. But <laughs> she just embraced these characters that spoke to her. You know, and you do not have to be 18 years old to cosplay. You don't right. have to be 11 years old to cosplay. You don't have to be 25 or even 50. Right, you, any of those. You can I'll be apply. <laughs> from zero, which I've seen babies in costume, <laughs> costumes, all the way up to 99 or And we had beyond. a variety of ages yeah. that we, even in our local community, that we Absolutely. saw. All, people were, were different ages. As we said, different spectrum of how long they've been doing it. The ages they were at mm. varied across person. Mm -hmm. It was really lovely. Yeah. I, I just love cosplay. And I love the fact that people just embrace imagination. Yeah, at any age. And creativity and problem solving. Yes, that's true. It's an incredible, I mean, it's, it is, uh, one thing I love about this as a concept is that it is a hobby that begets other hobbies and skills. Yes. Mm -hmm. So I mentioned that, uh, I got to know the lady who did Queen of Hearts. Right. She started coming into our makerspace, which is mm -hmm. my, my area. And I've been able to teach her how to do 3d printing and the laser printer, um, or the laser cutter in our, in our space. And she just is like a, can, a kid in a candy shop, right. you know, just enjoyed learning and, mm -hmm. and applying. And she's just took it and ran with it. And, and uh, I think that, I mean, I'm going through this right now. I'm constantly learning uh, in creative ways and constantly exploring and and being surprised about how much fun things are creatively. And this is one reason why we yeah. did want to highlight 
this part of our community. Absolutely. So it's a wonderful, usually, you know, very embracing thing that that begets creativity Mm -hmm. and encourages it. And um, it's right up our alley. Obviously, we have the makerspace here in the library. Mm -hmm. A lot of Mm -hmm. a lot of public libraries across nation are doing maker spaces that allow people to try out these new techniques and ha- and have access to 3D printers and things they wouldn't necessarily have at home. Right. And just try these new skill sets. So I think it's, it's peanut butter and jelly with us, which I love. So um, I uh, want to thank everyone for listening to yeah, us talk I mean, about I this. I think this is a super long episode, but, <laughs> but you know what? It's worth it. It's worth getting a chance to, to uh, see mm-hmm. the people in your community and, and mm-hmm. get a chance to experience it. Take a look at our show notes. We have pictures. Yes, we're going to have pictures of all these people that we yes. that we interviewed and a lot of people who you did not hear from today. Like we said, this is a sampling. We actually got a chance to talk to a lot of great cosplayers. Because in the community that, so many people have right. so much fun We with couldn't it. pack them all into mm-hmm. this one. We will be doing a second episode with bonus content that we highly encourage you to listen to. Please do. Please do. Because, you know, just because... These are the ones that we highlighted here. There are so many great interviews we want you to get a chance to listen to. Right. So thank you so much uh, for, this was actually Tamara's idea. So I'm going to say thank you, Tamara, for bringing this up with me, uh, up to me and saying, hey, we need to go out there to the Arlington Comic Fest. We've been invited. Let's let's take this opportunity to talk and and meet with people in our community who are so passionate about this. And I would love to meet more people in our community. So if you have some place you'd like us to go, Reach out to us, and, yeah. and maybe we'll come, get a chance to come out and interview you guys. And you know who? Knew? Yeah, we might get a chance, and you might be able to hear yourself on the podcast as well. What? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, thank you for listening to Shelf Check. Music for the podcast is "Wonderful Adventures" by Julian Venarb under license from First Com Music Inc. Production and editing by Stephen McQuay, and thanks to Arlington Public Library system and staff. <laughs>